on. Yeah, you are. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Oklahoma Life. I'm Brandon Hines once again, and Vaughn across the way. Say hello, sir. Hello, everybody. We are uh, just continuing conversations with catching up in old times and just uh, talking about things. And uh, what I was saying is I was going to throw in a conversation with you. So here's the thing. You, you've um, walked the earth a little bit longer than I have. How many jobs have you had? Oh, man. Le- like, legitimately, how many jobs have you had? I've had a very nonlinear career path. Well, that's perfect. I mean, break it down for me real quick, because, I mean, that, that could mean I had 150 jobs, or I've had five jobs that have been crazy different. I've had 150 jobs that have been crazy different. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, okay, so let's take a step back for a half second, okay. just so I know where we're at. So... I mean, I'm not going to ask you to count. Uh, realistically, how many jobs do you think you've actually had? Um, let's see. Conservatively. You don't have to go Conservative, crazy. Conservative. Let's just say 20. I'm 47. I've been working right. since high school. So Okay, that's fair. So with 20 jobs, um, here's the struggle that I'm running into right now. You know, and, and this will be released after I give my notice for my current job that I'm in. Um, I have not given it yet. I am struggling with the situation that that is very commonplace nowadays. If I give my notice, I'm just going to be let go. Has that ever happened to you? If I give my notice now, I'll be let go. Before I finish my two weeks or three weeks. Mine, technically, I would be giving a month's notice right now if I give my right. notice today. I've I've worried about that before, for sure. You know, because, like, the idea is I want to do the right thing. Yeah. I need to pay my bills for the next month. Yeah. You know, but I know many people who have given notice at different industries, and they go, okay, well, here's my notice. You know, I definitely appreciate the time I spent here. You know, there's no bad blood, blah, blah, blah. You know, blah. And they're like, okay, well, cool. Well, we're going to call this day your last day. And you're like... Fuck, dude, that's not the intent. I've I've heard of that happening. I've worried about it myself, but it's never happened to me. No. So, are it, how many times out of you know, let's just say the twenty, have you given out a notice and worked it all the way out? Like most of them. Yeah. Um. I th- I can think of two jobs. I've actually been canned from. Okay. Uh, one of them was in college. I was working in a pillow factory loading trucks Wait. on the dock. <laughs> How heavy were the boxes? Because that sounds like the uh, most fantastically terrible combination at the same time. It it was terrible. They were they were large boxes, but they were really light because they were all filled with, with pillows. With pillows. <laughs> But I was, I was working, I was loading, I was loading tractor trailers full of these boxes. Okay. In the summertime. So it was hot and sweaty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've done loading hay before in the summertime. It was miserable. And, And the irony was, was I, I like just got an employee of the month. Okay. Like I busted my ass. Yeah. But they had a very strict policy. If you, if you clock in late, you get a mark against you, three marks, and okay, and you're out. 
So let's just clarify. Like in my industry, it's very commonplace for people to show up at work on time, but just not clock in at the right time. Like right. it's just for whatever stupid reason, they just don't. Yeah. So they run the punches only. Whether or not you were there doesn't matter. Is that my understanding? They ran the punches. Yeah. Yeah. You had to literally go and clock in. Right. Um, and there was a there was an actual whistle that blew at a certain time, and you know if you weren't clocked lunch in, break, yeah, lunch out, yeah. yeah. Um, and at the time, I had this was my first apartment. Okay. And it was a it was a basement that had been converted into apartment, so it was horrible, and the electricity was bad. Right. And every single time a storm came through, my alarm clock died. So I was constantly. Um, oversleeping because m- my alarm clock was just, sure. just gone. Yeah, cell know? phones didn't exist in the same yeah. way they do now. Oh, right. not at all. Yeah, uh, and I would I would legit had a problem getting to work and clocking in on time. Sure, at r- the days after a storm. Okay, and like they loved me there. Yeah, I had just Here's employee just one like yeah. employee of the month, and then kept clocking in late and they, they literally were like dude i hate this but we have to fire you to make an example fuck and i was like okay fuck that, i think that was that was the first time i got fired heard that so um it's such a weird situation i think um we knew each other the first time i got fired um it's whenever i uh, mm-hmm. worked at the chicken place mm-hmm and it's not even technically fired. It's such a weird situation. Is that being told either drop this HR suit or you're, you know, we're, we're going to ask you to resign. Um, that's the very corporate way of we're going to fire you for not dropping this HR suit, but they can't fire you for it, but they can ask you to resign. And it's like, yeah, the fuck is this? You know? Um, so in the current situation though, this is where I was going to say, man, um, because everybody is re- replaceable in the industry that I'm in, you know, and this is an advice column question for you. Because everybody's replaceable, and it's always constantly a, um, you know, anybody can be fired any day for any reason, no questions asked. Does it behoove the employee to give a notice to with even good intent, or is it better to protect yourself until? you are capable to take a loss immediately. Like, is it better to say, hey, listen, man, I'm going to give you guys a month's notice because, you know, not that I hate this job, but I found a thing that's going to work out better for me, blah, 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 blah. Or is it better to go, hey, listen, man, um, here's my five-day notice because, you know, I've, I've got this other job that starts on Monday, um, and now I can afford to lose this job if I have to. I think it's better to give as much notice as you can. Give the company a heads up because uh, depending on the industry, sometimes you're hard to replace. Absolutely. Um, and whether or not you're hard to replace or not, you're still part of a team. Right. And other people are relying on you. Absolutely. And, and, and so, I agree with that a million and percent. And so if... And, and a lot of people might not really understand that, but like when you leave anywhere, there's always going to be a vacuum. Absolutely. And everybody else there is going to be suffering because of it. 
Right. So if you give them time to prepare for it, um, even if they can't replace you immediately, at least give them time to prepare for it. Yeah. See, and this is the weird part, is that my last job, um, which was the pizza place over there, you know, I gave them, I would say, I gave them six months notice I was looking to move back. Right. Hey, guys, I'm looking to move back to Tulsa. Right. They knew it was coming. Um, and then I started doing interviews and stuff like that. And I was letting my boss know, hey, listen, man, I started interviewing for Tulsa. Um, I don't expect anything to pull through very quickly, but hey, I'm doing this, you know, and it's from Arkansas to Tulsa. So there's a move involved and blah, blah, blah. And then I finally get an offer and there's about a three week intent to move and blah, blah, blah. blah. So I give my boss the, the notification. Hey, man, listen. They made me this offer. I'm going to go ahead and do this, blah, 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 blah. You know, but we were on a different term um, because it was a, um, it's not a mom and pop, but it is an independently owned restaurant, basically a franchise. Um, and they were cool with it. They were fine, right? I told them straight out, this is what I'm doing. And I've been leading up to it, leading up to it, leading up to it, leading up to it, leading up to it. And here it is, right? Now, I didn't tell the staff is the other side of that. Um, I didn't want it to be, a um, pity me or celebrate me or any of that kind of shit. I didn't want it right. about me. Right. Right. Um, what happens if I tell everybody like, hey, I'm going to be leaving um, in two weeks, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's a very self-righteous thing in my head where people are going to be all like, um, you know, oh, don't leave or oh, do this or oh my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, oh, we need to plan a party or like all this other shit. Like, I don't want any of that. Right. Right, like it has nothing to do with any of you guys. Like it's what's right for my family, you know. And that's kind of where the situation is now. Except for, I don't have that six month lead time of saying, "Hey, listen, blah blah." Because I've been at the company now since June, and it's October. Right, but in that time frame, um, my life has sucked. Like it just—it's not solid. Um, work is insane number of hours. Um, there's no quality of life. The focus isn't on quality of life. Um, you know, it's not, it's not even designed well to operate well. The restaurant is still trying to figure itself out. Um, and it's, it's, it's issues left and right. Like great example. Um, there is a holiday the company made up. It's not real, but it focuses on one of our food items. Right. And they go, and this was yesterday they sent out a message to all the managers hey next saturday is going to be this day we're going to run this special um you need to make sure you staff up and you need to make sure that you order all this extra food for it cool right yeah makes sense all right whatever i would like to a little had a little bit more heads up because we wrote our schedules a week and a half ago right uh we did our projections two weeks ago right so i yeah. expect to do this in the next two weeks worth of business this is what I'm staffing for the next week and a half. Thanks for the heads up for changing shit on the fly. All right. Then today I get a message going, oh, hey, we've decided we're going to move the day to Thursday so that it lines up with the previous year. So whatever you staffed on Saturday, go ahead and remove that. But we need you to now upstaff on Thursday. It's five days from now. Right? Like, you're like, yeah. What? Like, you dropped the last one on us with without 10 days' notice. Now you're dropping the next one by canceling the first one that I now have to cancel people's whatever life they plan for. If And then now we have a five days' notice. If you're the food industry, what percentage of your staff are 
students. Um, mine is a little bit higher um, because I'm in Claremore where RSU is at, right. which is Roger State University. Um, so there's a decent amount. Yeah. I would expect it to be fairly high. Yeah. And students can't shift all of a sudden shift their classes because of a food schedule you know so this is the thing that i'm running into is that the previous job you know i spent as much time giving them heads up i'm going to do this as i possibly can this one has been last second for everything like not even five days ago i found out that this coming tuesday night i have to drive to texas for a a 10 a.m meeting on wednesday Surprise, you asked me for my entire schedule written out for a month in advance for managers, and then you dropped this shit on me. Right? So these guys are in the habit of last-second planning. This is the way this has been operating. So, like, I don't have trust that they're going to do the right thing, and that's what makes me nervous. Right. You can't... You. That That's literally what causes the issue. this is what my schedule is for next month the whole month and they will change your schedule for you five days from now right so that's where i think the struggle for me comes into play absolutely you know i want to give them notice but at the same time it's a wild card you know i can't afford not to work for the next month yeah you know and i'm a month out from this next job starting like, I made sure the next job knew I couldn't start on the drop of a hat. I had to have time to give this company notice. And now I'm struggling with, well, what's a good notice? Mm-hmm. Right? So, obviously, you've had a little more, like I said, you've ran the earth a little longer. How would you handle this at this point? What would you do? What What would you suggest I do? At this point, I, yeah. I would... Just do the standard two weeks. So run it. Knowing I have a job, don't say shit about it for two weeks. Do you do you prep the staff or no? Manager team, do you do you prep them? Hey guys, I'm going to be leaving, so I need to start transitioning my responsibilities before the two weeks. Yeah, I don't think so, because I can't guarantee they won't say something. Right. Exactly. No, I. Th- I I think I would announce it to who you need to announce it to on the on when you hit that two week mark. When you hit the two week mark. And then you sit down and have a planning meeting with your management. Right. Plan it out ahead of time. Yeah. I've been thinking about doing that. At that point, plan plan out Mm -hmm. what the next two week transition is gonna be. Absolutely. With the management. Yeah. And that's the plan that I've kind of been having in my own head. Um I gotta reach for a beer. Hold on. So the conversation I've been having in my own head, and this is just not trying to... I Don't try to keep up if you're fine. Mm. Um, so the conversation I've been having in my head is that um, I need to have a plan of transition as early as possible. Right? I need to make sure I offset responsibilities as early as possible. But I need to do it in such a way that is not obvious that I'm trying to do it because I'm trying to leave. Right? If I do it because like, oh yeah guys, I'm leaving here. Here's these responsibilities. There's no way it ends well. Nitro beer. Man, that kid is upset up there. Um, and I think that's I think that's realistic to say. If I do it that way, then then most things should be fine. 
but I don't think there's a good way to do it. Um, you can pull certain people aside and be like, this is something I really want you to learn. Sure. Focus on this. Right. Well, that was today. Um, I had a manager meeting with my other two managers, um, and I turned over the local restaurant marketing and my front of house manager. I turned over scheduling responsibilities to both the front and back house because I've been writing all the schedules and all that kind of stuff to make sure we stay in adherence and we stay doing this. And I'm not that guy that I, I you know, bogart everything and do it all myself. But there is also that flip side of it that if I don't trust you to do it properly, then I'm not going to let you do it until you understand it. Why? And right now, I don't feel they understand why. But currently, today was turning over as much as I possibly could. That's just like, hey, you're going to have your shot to start writing these schedules. You're going to have the shot to start, you know, focusing on marketing. You're going to have the shot to start doing this. Um, And that was today's plan was to start giving the responsibilities away. Um, And then I've had conversations with different people that are are hourly saying, hey, listen, we need to start getting you prepped up to go and do a key hourly role, blah, 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 which is very simple. It's just, you know, you have a card and you got to be responsible for things. So I've been working on that, but I think it still comes back to the issue I have, which is a very personal concept that I don't want to give my notice and then be let go. And I'm trying to safeguard that, I think. Right. You know? So I don't know. So what was the other fire you had? The other fire was... I don't I don't know if it's a fire or not. I was let go, but it was... Was it like a pink slip kind of let go? No, it was... Um, I was managing a bike shop. Like bicycle? Yeah, motorcycle. bicycle. Okay. And we had three stores. And, okay. And we were closing down the store in Little Rock. Okay. Um, it was just in a bad location. It's not doing as well mm-hmm. as the other two stores. Sure. Yada, yada, yada. So we moved some of the key staff mm-hmm. up here. Interesting. Paid for the move and everything? Um, yeah. Damn. Heard that. So one, one of the really good managers was uh, a bike manager. Um, brought her in. She was younger than me. Um, but she was, like, super focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't want to go back to school. That's what she wanted to do. Okay. I wanted to go back to school. Sure. You had other plans, right? Yeah. And... It it kind of at that point we were like we were running on three bike managers and we only needed two. Mm. Hey, your position got filled. Yeah, and it was basically like we we moved that manager up here, and then they just didn't need me anymore. You know, and I understand that. Not saying that they were right to do it or wrong to do it, but there is that practicality of okay well this person has a long-term career with us where you don't um so we're gonna focus on developing this person versus you yeah i get it it sucks it was all good in the end Mm -hmm. so um you know that's that's the same kind of thing um do you feel companies in that kind of situation should be regarding the same sit you know I want to say situation in the in the same ethical standard that uh, 
normal people have to be in, right? So they brought this person on. Hey, Vaughn, we've really appreciate what you've done. Thank you for your time you've put in. We're not going to need you. Here's your two weeks notice. Is that too much? For, for a common sense situation. I mean, there are certain people you need to get rid of and you get you need to pull the bandit off and you need to move on. Right. But if you've been a good employee and you've done your job well, even if there's no long-term plan for you to be able to separate somebody with a notice. Where are you at on that? Because I've thought about it. And yeah. if, if I have to do it, I think this company should have to. I think it'd be I think it'd be helpful even if you were to be able to say like listen, you, there's no saving your job at this point. I'm going to give you 2 weeks to find a new job and whenever you find it, cool, you're free to leave at that time. But in 2 weeks your job is done. I I think that's just a I think it's a reality. I think corporate culture has to adapt quickly at this a lot more quickly nowadays than it was back when we were growing up Mm -hmm. and the the positions themselves change right for sure and sometimes the positions change so much that you're no longer the right person for the position or the position just isn't even there anymore sure now if you're there are some companies that believe in I'm going to hire the right person mm-hmm. and find something for them to do. Like if I just come across right. a gym, mm-hmm. bring them on. And they and will have a job. They will shine no matter what they're going to do. Sure. Um, if, if you're that person, they will keep you there. Absolutely. If you're a person who clocks in does job and leaves mm-hmm. and is just mediocre at your job. Right. If at best, um, when, if the position changes, you can't fit anymore. You're never going to fit, you know, and that's really you're, funny. You're not going to fit whatever new position is available. Right. We, we had this conversation on a previous, uh, podcast with one of my friends. Um, and we were talking about, you know, the difference, uh, Whenever there was a the it's not a parable but it's it's something along those lines um, of this guy being pissed off that he didn't get promoted, right? And he was like, "Man, I've been here for five years. Why did I not get promoted?" It's on Jeremy's podcast, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Quick plug. Um, Jeremy and I sat down. We we did this entire thing, and we were talking about uh, this this one point that he made during the conversation was like, um, people that are pissed off that they didn't get promoted have to first ask themselves, "What have I done to get promoted?" Right, if it's just I've shown up to work and I've been here and I've done my job, that doesn't get you promoted. That doesn't move you forward in your career. That doesn't keep you on when your job is no longer a thing, right? And the conversation that he and I had, um, I actually I'm a huge fan of it. It's um, so this this guy comes into his boss's office, right, and he comes up and he says, "Vaughn, um, I should have had that promotion," right, and then. You turn around and go, well, let me explain to you like this. And he calls in this other guy. I need you to go buy some oranges. And then he turns to the guy that's wanting to be promoted. I need you to go buy some oranges. Right? And they both leave. 
They come back, and the first guy comes back that uh, wanted to be promoted and said, okay, well, here are your oranges. He goes, okay, well, how much do they cost? Uh, here's your receipt. Okay, cool. How many did you get? Um, like 30. Okay, cool. All right. And the other guy shows back up, and he goes, all right, how much do those cost? The guy goes, well, first I had to figure out what kind of oranges you wanted. I wasn't really sure whenever you just told me that, so I called your wife asking what the oranges would be going to be used for. Whenever she told me it was going to be used for this, I went ahead and went, you know, to this other supermarket that had this specific, you know, style of oranges that I knew were on sale. Um, so once I got in, I said, hey, you know, this this manager, we're going to be buying an entire case of oranges. Can I get a discount on it? So, you know, you asked for oranges, and these are the oranges I got at a discount. So uh, they cost me this much per pound uh, where, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, awesome. Thanks, buddy. And the guy leaves, turns back to the other guys. That's why he got promoted. Right. So it's not just about um, doing the job and doing it well. It comes down to the other pieces and parts that actually get you moved forward. Right. Um, and I think that's the part that a lot of people miss out on nowadays. It's like, I can be perfect that in the role that I'm in. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be you know, able to do other jobs. Right. If you are a badass, you're going to be a badass in every job. Versus somebody who just wants to come in and clock nine to five. Right. You know, and that's, I think, the difference. Yeah, it's, you can be a badass in your job, but as fast as technology is changing and culture of business and enterprise is changing, your job itself, the thing that you're doing for a paycheck, isn't safe anymore. Absolutely. So make yourself adaptable. And not just adaptable, but like, you know, this this is one of the things you have to strive to do well. You know, there are people that like, oh, I, it doesn't matter what I do, I won't win. Never the mindset, right? Yeah. Like, you have to drive to do well. Um, and I think, I don't want to say that's what's made me successful in the past, because... You know, it, it could be a million different factors. But the one thing that I will say that, that I absolutely have done in every job that I've ever had was I, I tried to do my own personal best. You know, that I think is a huge difference from a lot of people. I've never cared about clocking in and making sure that I got this thing done. And then I was like, I didn't look at it metrically, right? I didn't look at it um, statistically, you know, like statistically, I could be amazing. I could be terrible. I don't fucking know. But I'm going to try to do the best that I possibly can, right, in, in whatever the situation may be. I don't like being that guy that's like on a list for something negative. And if I am, then I'm really fucking up, and I realize that. So I've got to get off that list. And what do I need to get off that list? And like I think at it over and over, and I, I probably overthink everything to a million degrees. Um, but that's, I think, what's made me successful. I don't know. I mean, what what do you think has made you successful over the years? Um, very much the same type of attitude is as I I approach something with the idea that I need to make myself useful. Absolutely, I don't come to do one job. Right, like when you introduced me at the very beginning of the podcast, you're like, "This is Vaughn. He's an X-ray tech." X-rays are literally the least thing that I do, do at my you really? job. I do everything else Heard and that. then sometimes take X-rays. Gotcha. I thought that was your main title, though. It's my main title because... 
Nobody else has it. In Arkansas, Arkansas, you have to have a state license to do x-ray. And how many people have a state license to do that where you're doing? In the office I work in, me. Yeah, exactly. So So, that's how you got that title. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So I do everything under the sun in the medical clinic. Also, I do (laughs) x-rays. So this is an interesting thing, though. Um, Do you think you're pigeonholed because of that? No. 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 I like I, I after what 9 years working in healthcare. Okay. I don't know you've been doing that long. Um like my skill set is is pretty expansive. Okay. And I've gotten jobs Doing things I've had minimal training for, but I've had the training. Fair. So this is an interesting one that I'm going to ask you, not uh, to put you on the spot too much, but you know, obviously um, you're you're in the mid to late forty range, and we were having this conversation with my buddy Jeff, right? And and um, this is on a different podcast, not not the uh, Oklahoma Life one, but he's fifty two. And we're like, okay, 52 to me means you're planning retirement pretty hard at that point. Mm -hmm. And you know what you want to do at that point. Like, So for you, let's just call it 15 to 20 years from now. Will you still be in this field or are you – is there another plan? Where where do you go at this this – crossroad that you, I don't even uh, say crossroads no, you're it's, on a highway where's the exits and yeah, wh- what is the plan yeah no absolutely this is definitely because I'm in the age bracket that I'm in this is definitely something that I think about and focus on yeah um cause like I, I definitely at my age don't fucking know I don't I so I mean you have to be thinking of this something that I've I've been gearing toward for a while but dragging my feet on mm-hmm. is going back to school and doing nuclear medicine. So to um, be clear, nuclear medicine, to my understanding, is pretty heavily targeted cancer, correct? Um, that's that's a pretty big part of it. But there's a lot of cardiology offices that okay. need it. There's a yeah. lot of um, th- there's several type of studies. It's not just cancer, right? Tra- but treatment. not to be the devil's advocate. You would have to go into more debt in order to actually come out ahead. Yeah. In which case, can you retire? Let's call it two more years of schooling. Yeah, that's let's, fair. Very fair for that. Let's call it thirty-five to forty thousand dollars. Can you recover that in ten years? Yes. Okay. Because the because the difference in pay from what I'm getting now to what sure. I get then, I would make it up. In two years. Okay. Good. Heard that. It's worth it then. I've already, I've already done the math. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. That's that's the number one question is like, statistically, does it work? Yes. All right. Well, then fucking do and it. The only, I'm just, I'm dragging my feet because I don't want to fucking go back to school. Fuck, right? It's like, ah, like you have no idea how much schooling I've been in and out of. So here's the issue I run of... into. And this is um, not just in the medical field because... You know, obviously, Democrats have a plan to abolish a huge portion of costs that actually support a lot of the stuff, which 
I don't necessarily agree with, but I will say um, the medical field is kind of out of control, right? It's it's a machine gun that doesn't have a target, so it's just fucking everywhere at this point, right? Yeah. Um, it's that it's that garden hose that's open on full blast and with the power full on, just fucking spraying everywhere. That's that's how I view the medical field right now. Um, but when you're talking about trying to get into those specialized fields and you're trying to go back to school and put money into this to do whatever the hell it is, um, there is a there's an understanding that more education normally means better job opportunities, right? But for nuclear medicine, what are the legitimate opportunities here in Oklahoma? Because we're kind of on the lower end of healthcare. We're on the lower end of available jobs for healthcare and how much money gets spent in that entire realm and put back to the pockets of the people that need it. Where does that actually go in like Arkansas or wherever you could go with that? Because like, my opinion is you find like a Johns Hopkins or you find a, um, that's, that's definitely part of the math that I did. Yeah. If, if, if I want to do my two years to get this other degree. Right. And move to a major healthcare center. Um, you know, I could get that, that school debt paid off in two years. And, okay. And then move back home and, you know, be debt free again. Right. If I stayed local, you know, I'd be looking at probably four years to get it paid off. So what's the competition for a job like that though? Like how many people are doing it in theory versus um demand for a position? Uh demand's growing. Okay. Um basically I'm 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 in medical imaging. It's basically just medical imaging right i'm just it's, it's just a it's an offshoot it's it's an offshoot yeah right um a ton of people are going into ultrasound ct mris mm-hmm. those i mean which has a huge need absolutely um yeah because it's cheaper technology right Generally, it's it's a it's a more readily available schooling also. Makes sense, right? Right, right. Um, the less something costs, the more readily, yeah, you know, training becomes. So it's easier for um, radiology techs to transfer into sure ultrasound, MRI, CAT scan, stuff like that. Um, but. Nuclear medicine's on the higher end of the pay scale. For sure. Makes sense. Right. It's like working on a Mercedes versus working on a Honda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the people don't want to get into it because of, well, the chemistry. When you say the chemistry, you mean the actual chemistry? Yeah. I mean, you're working with radioactive materials. Sure. And you have to inject them into people. Right. It... That's like a really rudimentary version of it. It's not yeah. specifically, here's uranium and, in your body. Yeah. Like, it's nowhere near that. But yeah. at the same time, it's it's easier for people to th- say, like, no, I'm going to use this device Yes, to take pictures. Right. Yeah, we're going to track what's happening based on these isotopes that are easier to isolate. 
and it's there are so many places like you can do that at an outpatient clinic there are clinics just specifically for MRI right and that's all they do all day long it is yeah. MRI yeah because it's easier there, focus it, yeah you're not going to find that with nuclear medicine so let's let's kind of flip the script a tiny bit so let's say you you make the decision to do that and it, it takes you a little while to land a job and you actually kind of get on board you'll be let's just call it 50 at that point right yeah which is a scary thought i'm sure um i i have no concept of my own age i would agree with that i i i, I just don't okay so let's call it 50, which puts you 15 years from retirement, yeah. right? Two yeah. years to recover, so that's 12 years of making the money that you need to make to retire. Mm-hmm. I have been, I've had this conversation a couple times, and I, I'm not on any podcast, so this will be the first time anybody actually listens. Here's my thing, right? So retirement age was honestly set, in my opinion, uh 50, 60, 70 years ago, where life expectancy was shorter. Yep. Right? And I'm not saying that if you work, let's call it 50 years, right? And at 65, I started working at 15, that's 50 years, right? So it's not about how many years you put in or any of that kind of stuff. It's when you're ready to be done working but still need an income. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what generally speaking retirement really means right so like jimmy carter i think um i just saw he turned 85 or 95 um fell down broke his hip nah, not broke his hip bruised his hip um you know black eye all kinds of stuff still going back to habitat for humanity fucking building houses after being president and did all this other shit right yeah. so he's not done working would you call that retirement? No, not in my opinion, right? So I think the issue I run into is that I hate asking the question like, you know, what are you going to do when you retire? Because the answer for most people is like, I'm going to find something to keep me busy. Keeping yourself busy is basically work, Yeah. right? Um, if you retire and you have to work 29 hours at Bass Pro Shop so you don't hit that 30-hour mark and right. blah, 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 you're not really retired. Right. You're, you're just getting a second pension to make a tiny bit more than you would be if you are working 40. Yeah. Right? That's literally what it is, yeah? So what do you see yourself doing? And let's just call it 20 years. You know, in, in 20 years is probably... Um, an unknown variable for you at this point because yeah. technology could go fucking batshit crazy and this could go batshit crazy. But what happens in 20 years for you? I, I'm i still working. Like, I haven't called it quit where I'm just, like, I when I wake up and just don't give a crap what I do that day. Right. That I'm not there yet. No. I'm not no, there not yet. at all. I'm still, like, even if I'm just working for myself, mm-hmm. like, whatever it is I do that day, it's, I'm still going to be like, this is, I'm going to be building something that I can then sell. Sure. Or because I, I paint miniatures, I'm going to be painting models. Absolutely. On commission to sell them to gamers. You know, and that's one of those things I think is honestly, I think that's really the focus is that like, 
I will be putting time in doing something, right? I will be structuring my time, even if it's not from another company doing it, right? Is that, is that how I understand it? Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, I, I honestly think that when you decide it's like, hey, I'm done doing anything, that's when you really begin to die. Yes. Like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not, I'm not doing shit. I'm done. All right, cool. Well, I got nothing else for you at this point. Absolutely. So, you know, mortality is so weird. Um, and I don't say that like I don't want to get too metaphysical. I don't want to get too I don't I don't want to get religious on this one. But like mortality is weird, you know, because nobody ever wants to think that like, oh, I'll be dead in X many years, right? But I always, I keep going back to this thing in my head that actually came from Troy, the movie Troy. Brad Pitt um, has this line that, you know, uh, that's why no one will remember your name in a thousand years kind of thing. Um, You know, he was talking with, I think it was his nephew, and he said, um, that's why no one will remember your name, right? And that's where I think a lot of issue I come into right now is that I don't, I really don't. I, I'm not so self-conscious that I care about um, how people remember me specifically, but I do think about pretty heavily, and I'm nowhere near you know retirement age or anything like that, but I really do think about, um, like, I don't know my grandfather's name on either side of my family, you know, because they both died before I was born. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Right. That to me is kind of nuts, you know, and I really think there is um, I think there's there's something to be said of keeping yourself busy, keeping yourself healthy until even your grandkids can get to know you, you know, and like that's one thing that I think drives me right now is that like I got to work. I got things to do. I got to I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. But I I just want to make sure that I have. I don't even want to say a legacy, but like, I don't want to be forgotten that quickly. Right. You know, if one generation is the gap between me being forgotten, like, God damn, I suck. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah. So interesting question. You and I don't think I've ever talked. You currently, um, you've never been married, or have you been married? Never been married. You've never been married and no current kids, no kids. to my knowledge, nope. or your knowledge. <laughs> Nobody's knowledge. <laughs> so where are you at on that? You know, I think this is an interesting conversation for me. I want to know um, specifically, you know, is that still in the cards? Is that something that you're actively like, you know what, maybe I do want to have kids now. Where where are you at on this? I've always actually wanted kids. Um, I have been engaged. Okay. Um, I, I don't know anything about that, so let's start yeah. with that for a half second. Was that recent or distant past? No, that was fairly recent. Okay. That was actually when I moved back to Arkansas. With, I don't know when that was exactly. Oh, that was... 5, 10, 15, 25? 10 or 12 years ago. Okay, so decade, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, engaged at that point, uh, but she already had kids. Okay. 
Um, obviously, it didn't last. Um, no, I've... Uh, irony is, like, I, I think I've always truly been a hopeless romantic, and I've always really liked kids, and I've always wanted kids. Sure. And a big family, but... Uh, I... As an introverted person, I'm a very hard person to understand, for other people to understand me. Mm -hmm. In a, a lot of relationships, I find like they don't try. They never succeeded. Okay. In, in, so in, in actually like knowing who I am. And some relationships have, have you know, have ended because it's like, I'm not happy because you're constantly, you think I'm somebody else. You're not actually paying attention to who I am. Right. It's the, um, you have an opinion of what I should be. Exactly. Yeah. You have an opinion. And the, uh, and the older I get, the, the less tolerance I have for those relationships. Right. Still hopeless romantic. Still at this point, like, am I going to get married? Maybe. Right. It's not off the table, but you're not yeah. driving for it, or? I'm not driving for it. Okay. Um, I don't particularly have a a need for the institution of marriage. I don't disagree with that at all. Other than the possible financial boom The tax breaks. Yeah, sure. That it could bring. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not that aware Potato. of. Potato. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. So there's a great example. There's a guy named Ken Barker. Um, and I I didn't see him. I, so I went back to Dish for a little while and I walked the, the premises and I didn't see him there. And I hope he's still there. Ken was 64 whenever I worked with him five years ago. So he probably retired. I don't know. Who knows? And he had a girlfriend for 35 years. And I kept going, Ken, why is she your girlfriend? Like, not a fiance, not a wife. 35 years, bro. Yeah. Right? And that was then. I mean, now it'd be 40 years or whatever the hell it'd be. And he kept telling me, he's like, well, what's the point of, of marriage? I'd be, you know, this is young me. Um, and I was, well, you know, you guys dedicate yourselves to each other and you make these decisions that, you know, you're going to be together and, and you're done. He's like, yeah, no, no, we've done that. But, but why do we need legal interference? Right. Could never give him a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I get it though. Like now I understand because I'm, I, I think because I've, I got a little bit older since then. Um, and literally the difference between marriage and a girlfriend is that you don't need an institution to solidify it. You need to personally make a decision on it and then fucking stick with it. Right. That, that's all you need. That's, I think that's the difference between me and a lot of societies. I don't need anybody else's input. Right. On yeah. my relationship. Right. You know, and like, I didn't get that. And I'll be honest, like I used to hound him for it. And I'm, I was a fucking douchebag. And <laughs> if you ever hear this, I'm sorry, bro. Um, but I used to, I used to make those jokes all the time on it. And it's like, dude, like, you know, we can't all have 40 year girlfriends. Like, 
you know, you've you've been dating this girl longer than like most of us combined at this point, bro. Like what what the fuck? You know, but I, I get it now is that you know, if because like they they lived together, everything was the same. They just never solidified it in the court system. Um and it makes sense. You know, it, it you know, people say that like religion um is a necessity to become married. Um, and you can take a pick on that one. doesn't matter which religion it is, right? Um, you have to get married in a church kind of thing. Right. Um, and he was like, well, why does any church, why do I have to go to a church to get married? And you're like, potato. I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> like, I don't I, fucking I, I know a lot of people that, yeah. that are still religious people, but they still just go to the justice of the peace to get married. Yeah, yeah for you sure. You still don't need your own pastor to do it. Right. It it and you know, it's such a weird thing. So um let's say you do find the right girl and you do get married and you do your thing. Um, you know, the wife and I currently have been talking about like uh, I think we should be done having kids, right? And not for the age requirement because um we have three. We have three kids and a four bedroom house is doable. Most vehicles carry five people on average statistically in the world, five is a good number for a family. When you hit six, you need specialty shit. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to avoid, right? Yeah. Um, to me, that makes a whole lot of math sense. Um, I'm a biologist. I understand it. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it, it makes sense to it, me it, uh, at this point. So um, if you were to find, uh, or if you have found and just haven't mentioned it or whatever, um are kids off the table or where are you at on that one? You know, cause we've talked about, I don't want to be too old to enjoy my kids, you know, actual adult lives. Kids are not off the table for me yet. Okay. Um, I, I've understood for a long time at my age that dating, I'm, is most likely going to involve, a single mother, somebody who already has kids. Okay, but at the same time, um, at my age, I'm not ready to give up the idea mm-hmm. of having my own. Right. Um, I I know how old I'm going to be when that kid graduates high school. Sure. At this point, I'm still okay with that. So. I, I've thought about this before um, as part of this conversation. Um, it it sounds weird when you say it aloud for most people. How do you feel about single fathers adopting? Because that's one thing people flip their fucking shit over. But for me, I'm okay with it. I don't I don't see any issues with single fathers adopting. As long as they do the the basic level, you know, prereqs of, you know, you're not a major criminal. You don't haven't done this. You haven't right. done this. You're not a child pedo. Blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. I have I have no issue with it whatsoever. Have you thought about doing it? Adopting? No. 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 I have curiosity. Why? I'm not not saying like put you on the spot, but I. It's um, an interesting concept. Because I've always wanted my own kids. And that's I, where, so what's the difference between your own kids and somebody you took on at, let's just call it 
you know, three weeks old. Right. What's the difference? Um, good question. Because is it a mental thing? I it, absolutely. I think it is. Yeah. I th- I think it's just it's it's a personal. Um, when we were talking earlier about our legacy and mm-hmm. how long is it going to be before my name is forgotten? Sure. And it is just something personal. I've just I've wanted my own kids. Now I've when I was um engaged, mm-hmm. obviously helped and was very happy to be a part of um those kids' lives. Absolutely. Sure, absolutely, yeah. They were wonderful. Um but always in the back of our head. We, mm-hmm. th- me and my fiance at the time, still discussed the possibility of having another. Sure. Um, now, that being said, um, my own father, when I was in high school, was it high school or junior high? Sure. Semantics. I, semantics. Um, started dating a lady who was already pregnant. Okay. And uh, they were together for a very long time. So basically the the child uh, my dad raised. Sure, absolutely. So he's my stepbrother. He's not my father's son, but he's very much my father's son. Right. Because he was the only father that he ever knew. And see, that's the kind of thing that I think really stands out to me um, is that, like, I don't think blood lineage is required to be a good parent. Yeah. And I I specifically mean that as um, a positive influence for how relationships should work how somebody should be raised, blah, blah, blah. I do think um, there are struggles in the current systems that we have that if you were to adopt, great example, it's going to cost you $30,000. Right. That's fucking ludicrous. Because the money goes to what? Potato. It's already government funded. I don't fucking know. It's government funded. So, uh, yeah, sure. So, I pay. Let's lowball it twenty three percent taxes. Right. Yeah. So let's just say I throw twenty thousand dollars a year, lowball. Uh, five years I paid a hundred thousand dollars in taxes. Where did that go? Right, and I'm I'm like lower middle class. I'm not even like upper middle class. So if I paid a hundred thousand dollars in five years, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be cheaper to adopt a kid. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. No, I I agree. I, I think uh, there are, and I know single parents who have adopted, not once but twice. How many times was it outside the U.S. though? 
us. I don't know. I've never looked mm. it up. So the interesting part, it's cheaper to adopt a child from outside the U.S. than I it is from within. I can, I can absolutely believe that. How, how does that math make sense? It's cheaper to take somebody foreign and naturalize them than it does to take a natural citizen and bring them into your home. A better parent, yeah. What? Math. I don't get it. But going back to the original question, like, why do people, would I get upset about a, a, a male adopting to be a single father? It's like, no. The only issue I have mm-hmm. with adoption is you you have to know beforehand that doing it as a single parent is so much harder. Oh, for than sure. Doing it every cost amplifies. Yeah, and and I've got friends that are single parents and have more than one adopted child. No shit. Okay. And they're good parents. Yeah, for sure. But the strain on the parent itself and the relationship to the child is just harder. Mm-hmm. And you've got to know that before you get... Like, I, I don't have an issue at all with a, a guy adopting and being a single parent. For sure. As long as... They're prepared. As long as you're emotionally prepared. Well, and see, that's the thing that, like, I'll I'll 100% say my wife is amazing. Like, and and this isn't me blowing smoke. I mean, legitimately, you know, I don't know if it's biologically wired difference or what it is, but, like, it is so much harder uh, for me to do what she does than, than how she portrays it. You know, maybe she's really good at hiding things. I don't know. But, like, it's fucking tough to do what she does. Like, I work 60 hours a week. I go to work and I do my thing. And it's mentally and physically taxing. I get it. But she works harder than I do any day of the week. Like, it's not even a question. You know, kids are upset. Kids are screaming, whatever. I've got, like, a 20-minute fuse for that shit. You know, because... I deal with adults that I can tell them, hey, listen, quit being a whiny bitch. You got shit to do. She, on the other hand, has to go, hey, listen, I understand you're upset, but here's why you're upset. Let's talk about our feelings. Let's work through these feelings. Let's understand what's going on. Let's look at what's happening right now. Do you understand why this happened? Blah, blah, blah. Right? I can easily say, like, listen, you're being a dickbag right now. Right? She cannot do that. It's so much harder to do her job than uh, yeah. it is mine. And she does it nonstop. Yeah. Mine, you know, and I, I don't want to eat say that my job is ever done. It's not. That's why I'm on salary and I hate labor laws. Talk for a half second on labor laws are fucking bullshit when it comes to salary. Salary is, uh, we're going to pay you this much until the job is done. If the job is never done, you can work literally unlimitedly. I can request you work 80 hours a week. Why? Because you're on salary. Yep. Go fuck yourself. Right? So, like, recently, great example, my current job, when I'm looking at leaving, is because the manager, my boss, um, I'm the GM, but my boss told me um, that I'm working too hard 
in the hours I'm putting in, and I just need to put in more hours. You struggled for a second. I saw your eyes go. It's like, okay. Right. There's there's a logic breakdown there. Right. It fucking math, bro. Like, that doesn't work at all. You know, whereas, like, that that's my life, right? I understand that I put in, like, I literally work myself crazy hard for the time that I put in. You know, so his suggestion is don't work as hard, but just work more hours. I'm already working 55 to 60 hours a week. That math doesn't work. But for Vanessa and the kids, she's she doesn't get a break, right? Like, I am honestly lucky if she gets five to ten hours off in a week. That's five mm-hmm. to ten hours off. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many hours in a week. It's a lot. But let's assume it's 100 and, I don't know, 68, I think is what might be. Somewhere in that range. Um, if she gets five to ten hours off, she's working 150 hours where I'm working. What's the number on it? 24 times 7. It's 140 and then 28. 168? It's got to be 168. I don't know how to use my own calculator. 24 times 7. Yeah, and I can't clear my last edition here. My calculator's broken. It might be more than that. 168. You had it first. God damn, I'm good. I don't know how that math fucking just popped into my head. You did it. I, well, it's because I did uh, the, the basic level math. 7 times 20 is 140. Mm-hmm. And then the last four hours was 7 times 4 was exactly. 28. So 168. That's how, that's how I, I break shit down. Yeah, I just rapid fired that's that. That's how you do it. Yeah. Fuck. It works every time. Yeah, right? Because it's math. Yeah. So I, I had off. You know, let's just say I put in 60 hours a week. She puts in like 150. That That's at a conservative concern. Um, if I get her five hours off total in a week, and that's to- like me taking 30 minutes here and 30 minutes there kind of thing, she works literally two and a half times as hard as I do. You know, and, and when you talk about, you know, parents going single and doing this, it's a different kind of job. It's not the same thing, right? Like, you can't fire your children, right? If somebody causes you issues, you can't be all like, you know what? You're just not doing the job I expected of you. Bye. Like, it just doesn't work. You know, so it's insane. But I, it's weird because I don't envy her, but I definitely respect what she does. Um, I, I wouldn't wish being a single mother on anybody now that I've experienced working the hours that I do and leaving her at home to do this. Cause like I work and then I come home, I literally see the kids for maybe an hour and a half, two hours max in a day. That's, that's on a good day. Um, and then I literally crash out. I get up, I go back to work, whatever that happens six days a week, you know? Um, so I, I get a day with the kids and day with the wife, but whenever they put in, you know, like she puts in, 150 hours getting up at you know five o'clock six o'clock in the morning take care of the kids and put them in bed like she does tonight it's fucking tough man like i don't envy that on anybody so if you were going to adopt it's not just like oh are you mentally prepared like it's got to be like for real this is gonna suck Mm -hmm. like this isn't easy yeah no like I, i have no issues at all 
with uh, a a guy being a single father and adopting. Yeah. I I have issues with people trying to be single parents and adopting. Uh, or just, I'm not following. Well, so what do you mean? Just you you already know the struggle is real. Yeah. Facts. Why why make it twice as hard on yourself just being a single parent? So you're saying somebody choosing to be a single parent. Yeah. So No. For a lot of people that's that's literally their priority. Like oh, that is the thing. You're talking about uh, child support kind of idea. No, 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 no. No. Like ado- adopting. Oh, okay. Like you for some reason life didn't work out and you weren't able to, to get married and have kids. Yeah. But your your life choice is still to be a parent. Sure. And you've made that a priority. Okay. I, I I'm okay with it. Right. I it it's gonna be a struggle. It sucks for you. I'm sorry. All right. Facts. But I mean that I I don't have an issue with a guy being a single parent. I'm still just as sorry. It's gonna suck for you because you're a single parent. So let me make sure I understand where your um, struggle comes into. So. Is it a, and I think political isn't the right term, but it is. Um, you've made this decision. We shouldn't help pay for it. Like, what? No. What, what do you mean specifically? Uh, no, it's. Uh, no, it, it has no political issues at all. It's it's. I. It's just. Easier. To be a parent when you have a team. Oh fuck yeah! That that is anything that has nothing to do and with being I've a parent. I've never been married. If I have a hundred hours, and I don't hours, have kids, yeah, and this is a reality for me. Yeah, like so. Let let's like, play it this way. But I I I appreciate the people out there who were brave enough to take on that job. Mm-hmm. As a single parent, and when I say I have issue with it, it, it's really the fact that it's like I have issue with why would you do it when you know it's going to be a job twice as hard on yourself? For sure, that's my only issue. So it's really an interesting second half of the conversation here. So I have a friend of mine who is uh, polyamorous, right? And I legitimately mean that as uh, she is currently married plus one. Okay. Right? So it is a triangle of a relationship. And, you know, if you have 100 hours you have to spend, and you can either take 50 and 50 between two people, or you can take 33 and change whatever for three people, what makes more sense? Well, 33 hours sounds better, right? And I love the concept behind it, but I, it, it's societal versus um, natural concepts. 
that I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, and I was, I've like, so I've been trying to wrap my head around it. And I, it actually started around at the time that she said, um, uh, pansexual. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're a, you're a biologist. Yeah. What is the term pansexual? To me, pansexual means uh, pan is, is all encompassing. Yes. Which means you're going to have sex with everything. Right. Which means animals and the kitchen table and <laughs> literally Facts. whatever is in the room at the time. Right. So, so I, I, it's, to me, that's not pansexual. So the question I asked was, I was like, okay, so pansexual. So you have male and you have female. Those are your two options, right? Yeah. So male, female, or other. Right. Right. And they're like, well, there is no other. Well, then it's bisexual. Right. Well, no, 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 no. So means like if you decide to have sex with a transsexual. Well, transsexual identifies as male or female. One or the other, yeah. Right, that's and how that, this works. That's okay. Right? Yeah. Well, no, that's not pansexual then. I struggle with this, right? Yeah. Like I have been struggling with this since we started this conversation previously right. in like five episodes back on different yeah. podcasts because how I view it is if the other does not have a designation, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. I mean, that's not, I don't, I don't think that's, um, I don't think it's me being small minded if you cannot define it, yeah. then it doesn't fucking count. No, that's I, that's not small minded at all. And as a biologist, it's something I've struggled with a lot. Okay, and and it comes down to people not understanding how to use terms correctly. Okay, so uh, enlighten me. Um, because so what would the what if you were going to use the terms correctly, pansexual versus bisexual in the current universe. In, in, in the meta? Sure, in the meta is is a word I wanted to use, but like... Yeah, go ahead. Let's, let's call it universe. It. Yeah, let's either way. Um, so in science, there is... You have to be extremely picky on how you name things. Okay. There is an entire science devoted specifically to naming things. It's called cladistics. Okay. Interesting. Um, and if, if you use words properly mm-hmm. in science... Then there's no debate. Then, yeah, it literally... You, you, you submarine your own argument. Right. Because you're all of a sudden arguing for something else. Because you don't understand what your own words mean. Right. I agree with that. So let's go back to what is pansexual. So she, she, she is okay with having sexual relationships with every person. Sure. No matter what creed. But creed is not a biological yeah. state. No, it's not. And that's the issue I run into, so I think. So let's go back to bisexual. 
Right. You you you're okay with having sex with um a man or a woman. Right. Or a male or female. Sorry, correct. Male or female. Or however you want to identify yourself if you identify yourself as male or female. Right. But are is there another option though? That comes down to there's an argument going around that's obviously been a huge issue over the last years. Sure. Um, on is it uh, gender fluidity? Gender, yeah, it's the gender issue, gender and biology. Uh, so, as far as biology is concerned, you know, I don't, I don't care how you identify yourself. I don't, sure. I don't care how you see yourself. I don't, you know, it, it, it doesn't affect me at all. Right. Um, but there's still only a binary pattern. Right. Absolutely. You, your body is either going to produce eggs or it's going to produce sperm. Correct. Yes. There is no third option. Right. So, so pan pe- people, People doesn't play into this. It, it doesn't play into biology, no. Right. Preferences. Preferences. Sure. It doesn't matter. Sure. Pansexual. So she chooses to be open to sexual relationships with everything under the rainbow. Right. That's okay. So this is where the but, struggle I think I, I run into. So um, if I only have meat and potatoes as my two choices, right, and you throw in a third choice and you say, well, don't you want the shrimp, right? I would expect a term to match that concept. If you say pan, in which case it literally means all, mm-hmm. right, like, if I remember correctly yeah. how, how the term is working, it means all. Right. Um, Which is why I joked earlier about, like, you want to have sex with the kitchen table. It's everything. Like, it literally means everything. Yeah. No. So that's the struggle I run into is that, like, um, if I say LGBTQ, lesbian, female, female, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. G, gay, male, male. Bi, male and female, whatever, whatever, right? Uh, T, transsexual, Mm -hmm. male, female, Q, queer, same kind of boat. There's no third option in any of that. But then they added plus, LGBTQ plus, which is open. It's like LGBTQ and If you can't identify it, like, I was talking to my buddy Jason. It's like furries, right? And I'm not saying this is in the same boat at all. Right? I'm not saying everybody's LGBTQ is a furry, right? If you say you're pansexual, does that mean you're open to having sex with a furry, which is somebody who identifies themselves as an animal, right? If you say yes to that, does that also translate into saying whatever animal they're representing 
you also are open to having sex with that animal they're representing. Right. Right? And they're, well, it doesn't work that way. But it does. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> it, I don't want to sound closed-minded, but I, that's how math works to me. Like, maybe there's a, is there a different term maybe that's better than saying pan? Oh, yeah. I just don't understand. There probably is. Pan is uh, everything. Open is it's is all of it. From a from a science mind, I think the use of the word pan is a poor choice of words. Okay. So, if you were to say pansexual, except for X, right, and you just throw pan except for X, there would be a different term for it, right? Because, like, yeah. if I said, if you were pansexual, yeah. Yeah. but babies is an option, people would be like, no, I'm not into that. Right. Then, technically, you can't be pansexual. Right. Right? There should be another word out there. Because I think the problem right. I run into is pan doesn't work. Right. I agree. Pan doesn't work. They At, their, at that point, they're assuming that... Um, if other, I can stick my dick in and the, it works. <laughs> I think at that point, they're assuming that the other person in the relationship is sexual. So I, I we also had this slight conversation of uh, asexual versus non-sexual. With humans, asexual doesn't count. Fair? At least that's in my opinion. Asexual and humans don't mix. It's either non-sexual or sexual. The, what would asexual mean to you then? Uh, in my opinion, asexual uh, means that you don't require a partner to, re- to reproduce. Gotcha. Um, Biological... So, humans yes you have to you need a partner to reproduce so you cannot be asexual as a human unless you're married <laughs> there's one example in ever <laughs> at least that's my understanding i don't know maybe i'm wrong kelsey says hi oh hi kelsey How's, well, she's no longer a uh, druid. What is she now? No, she's a druid. Oh, she she got with it. Yeah, she's still nice. She just got off work, texted mm-hmm. me. So, hopefully, she never listens to it. Um, just saying. First option. What's up, bro? I really do like her, though. I really wish she would have played earlier. I think I would have enjoyed having her um, play I, as a DM whenever I was there. I know. I have been trying to talk her into playing D&D for several years, and I, I know, I, I knew all along she would enjoy it, and it's, and she did too, but she was, guess what, a single mother. Mm. Very hard for her to schedule. So the term asexual is of reproduction not involving the fusion of gametes. Right. The fusion of gametes. Right. So as a human, that's... Non-sexual. It's not, a, it's not an option. 
Yeah, it's non-sexual. We, we produce gametes. Like I said, you you're, right. your body is either going to produce an egg or your body is going to produce a sperm. Right. So, I mean, there is, I guess, I'm technically there may be asexuals the same way that there are. Um, the term, I don't know if it's still the same, as hermaphrodite, um, where you'd have both sex organs. So there is a possibility that there are the antithesis of that, where you just don't have anything. But uh, what are uh, the but, obs that are hermaphrodites going to have both sexual organs working? Well, no, I don't, I, I don't mm. disagree. I'm saying there is a possibility that you could be sterile from birth. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So then at that point, you would be asexual. No. No? You're thinking asexual means can't have sex. No, I'm thinking... Correct. Cannot produce gametes. That's different than reproducing without gametes. Okay. That's asexual. Okay. Okay, so uh, let's break that down for a half second. So when you say... Take a, a worm... Right. You cut it in half. Yeah, it's to it create worms. right. two. That is a type of reproduction without gametes. Okay. So can... So in my opinion, humans cannot be asexual. Is that wrong? Correct. Okay. Humans cannot be asexual. Right. So they can either be non-sexual we, we, or sexual. Correct. That's the only two options. Right. So... Pansexual, male, female, or is, other, is saying you are sexual and you're open to a sexual relationship with everything under the rainbow that you're assuming is also sexual. So, and this is where I struggle because, like, I think I'm more scientifically minded, right? Where I don't, I don't play into. Um, Wolfkin or like some other version of biologically speaking you're male or female or there is the possibility for hermaphrodites which is not it's not a slur people take that like yeah. oh no, like it's legitimately a term no you're born that way yeah, yeah there are those are like the basic level options right yeah so if I was to say I was bisexual or if I was, uh, you know, pansexual, in the human species, it is the same thing. Unless you're deciding to have sex with something other than human. Right? Like, if you're attracted to something other than the human race, that's the only way it becomes pansexual. Right. Right? I, I, yes. Okay. I've had this conversation multiple times, yes. and it's like, they're like, well, no, because, and I'm like, ah, it's not how this works. Right. Okay. No, I, 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 I agree with that. Pansexual means you're open to having sexual relations with something that's outside the human race. Outside the human race, yeah. I mean, that's the only way that works. That's the only thing. Otherwise, you're going to fall into the LGBTQ. BTQ. Right. That's the only way. Yeah. If I throw the plus into it, it's still a binary option with preferences thrown in. Right. Right. Because, like, this was the other side of it, I think, that, that really solidified it whenever I was talking with somebody, is that 
they asked me like, okay, well, would you have sex with a guy? Right? Like, you prefer women, but would you make a choice to do X? I was like, whether I would or not has nothing to do with the term pansexual. Right. Right? If somebody identifies as a wolf, you can identify as a fucking brick cabinet, but you're not a brick cabinet. Right? Like, science, as rude as it sounds, has nothing to do with preference. Science only deals in facts. Right. And when you deal in facts, you have to understand that facts don't care about feelings. Yes. Right. And that's, it's rude for some people, but for me, it like, that's how I understand the world. And that's where I struggle with a lot of things. It, it's very true, but oh, it, it, growing up, yeah, you know, I am a biologist right. at heart. Like I, I'm, it's so much easier for me to deal with facts than it is with having to deal with somebody else's emotions. it's facts man yeah absolutely you know and i think that's actually uh i think that is the key takeaway is that it it it's not about whether or not somebody uh is okay with it or not right it's literally it if a fact is a fact it's a fact and there's nothing else that you really need to to add into that to make it more true or less true like i'm not here to make it more true or less true I'm here to make sure I understand it in a way that I can um, process it without it being convoluted in other in other ways, right? Like if you say, you know, let let's use just a completely different concept: uh, Is Pluto a planet? Right. Right. Does Pluto want to be a planet? Does it feel like it's a planet? Does it choose to be a planet? doesn't matter how do you define the term planet right and once you can define the term planet then you can add everything else in right right that's that's the baseline is determine the term planet yep that's where i'm at on this right so i was having this conversation actually this is a different conversation let's switch gears one more time right i was listening to joe rogan i don't know if you ever listened to him every once in a while um you know, I'm not a huge fan of everything he does. Some things I really like, some things I hate. Yeah. Um, and and that should be expected of most people. It's yeah. like if you agree with everything somebody says, you're probably not, you know, actually listening. You're at not this thinking point. for yourself either. Correct. Um, there's a guy he had on who was talking about the abortion debate, right? And the guy was like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm 100 abortion." And Joe Rogan was like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, what do you mean you're 100 abortion?" He was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Let's do this, right? And the and Joe was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And like, having trouble processing it. And the guy stops and he goes, no, no, no. you haven't asked me what I think abortion is. What, what do I mean by abortion? You know, and and Joe's like, oh, well, you're saying you want to kill unborn babies. He was like, I never said I want to kill unborn babies. I'm saying that Plan B should be an option. I'm saying that contraceptives should be an option. That's abortion to some people. And I immediately was like, 
this guy's fucking brilliant. What he did is he just lured him into this like semantics trap yep. of if we don't define the terms to begin with, then it doesn't fucking matter what we talk about. Exactly. Like I, I told you, there's an entire science yeah. devoted to making sure shit is named correctly. Yeah, and that's that's like the brilliant piece for me whenever that guy said that. I was like, God damn it, this guy is a goddamn he's a genius. He understands exactly what he should understand. Like, he gets that the terms are more powerful than everything else, right? So he's not saying kill an unborn child. He's saying, you haven't told me what you assume my opinion of this is, right? Like, if we're not talking the same language, it doesn't it doesn't matter what we say at this point. And, and like, it changed how I view things. It's like, okay, I have to, I have to understand the term before I make a judgment call. So that's where the conversation of Pan came from. The term that I understand, I think the term that a lot of people others, uh, outside of myself understand, are different terms. So I cannot speak the same language because it's not the same language. Does that make sense? Oh, uh, yes. Definitely. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> I'm glad somebody's on my side. No, no, I struggle You're with You're like this. the 10th person I've talked to about trying to get this under control. I struggle with this daily. Yeah? Like... People not understanding the words that they use yeah. to speak. Yeah. And therefore, they're actually speaking about something else when they... The, they're trying to express a point that is not on the same page. Right. Yeah. Or on the flip side, they're trying to express a point that is completely wrong because... They're trying to prove a point, and they're using an example, mm -hmm. but what they're using is so completely wrong because they're not using the word for the true definition of the word. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, therefore, their whole point is moot Yeah, because they don't understand how to use words correctly. Right. If the foundation is wrong, the house yeah. is crooked. Exactly. Yeah. I ran into this um, a couple of years ago with a very good friend of mine, um, a religious person. Okay. Who wanted me to watch a podcast on uh, some guy teaching um, teaching a college class at like a, 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 a Christian school. Okay. On um, fossils. Okay. And so I... So I immediately went to... Fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay. So that, I'm, that, I'm, that, I'm, that, that I'm was curious. your face reaction. Yeah, yeah. Just... That was immediately like, Okay. And I I had painfully sat through okay. watching this podcast on this teacher explaining to college students um, about fossils. Okay. And he had it completely wrong. Yeah, sure. Absolutely wrong. And he's kept making these other arguments based on what he was saying a fossil was. Okay, so his baseline so was wrong. His entire baseline was wrong. Right. So you can't be right. So his entire argument is a house of cards mm, because facts, your yeah. baseline mm -hmm. doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. 
See, and that's the thing. Like, and, and I don't know if you and I have ever talked about religion, um, and we don't we don't have to get into it in in theory, um, but there is this. Um, I think that you will agree with me on this. Is that anytime somebody makes a supposition that they have X answer, and it doesn't matter what X answer is, right? If I was to tell you today that I know exactly what happened in the JFK murder, and I left it at that, you would go, I need more information. Like, no, no, dude, I, I just know exactly what happened. Uh, I need a little more information. No, 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 dude, I know. Right? Anytime you assume you have the fact without any question, without any explanation, uh, and your assumption is that I'm right and you're wrong because I'm using these words that I know that is, you know, a word, whether it's accurate or not, it, it, it doesn't end up making any sense. I am a guy that, if you were going to try and tell me, okay, well, listen, this is what I know. This is how we, how it works. This is why this works this way. And, and this is how this goes and blah, blah, blah. And every step of the way, it's all teeming back to this one fact. And the entire thing is that one fact, but it's fraudulent to begin with. Everything dies, right? That yeah. That's how this, this entire conversation that's goes. how logic works. Right. So... Um, 9-11 is a great example of this, right? And I'm not saying it's real. It's, I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying, you know, I, I don't want to get into the um, political, you know, discussion with this. I don't want to get into the, uh, you know, I, I hate the term conspiracy theory. Um, well, no, I hate the term conspiracy theory. I, I had this conversation with Wendell on a previous podcast, is that the term conspiracy means two people making a decision to commit a crime. More than two people. Two people or more. Right. Right? You do it yourself, cool, whatever. You get a second person, it's a conspiracy. Right. That's how this works. Right? So a theory of a conspiracy is just postulating how this crime could have been committed between these two people. Right. Right? So I hate to use the term conspiracy theory um, because it literally, it's meant to discredit people who are trying to postulate how something could have happened, right? So, like, there's no way to say, like, I think this information is wrong on this crime without literally calling it conspiracy theory. And the term conspiracy theory holds no weight nowadays. Math is hard, right? But, like, if we use 9-11 as a great example, you know, um, when you start looking at big picture items and you say... This is how this went down. This is how this went down. This is how went this down. This is who financed whatever. These are the facts that we have. And then we did this. Right? If the, and then we did this, doesn't line up to everything else you've done to that point, the issue is much larger than what you've actually started with. Um, and where this all kind of comes back to, I, I lost the train of thought for a half second. Um the term itself is really the struggle that I run into whenever it comes to most things. I don't think, uh, I, I think there needs to be a common sense naming concept where you can say like, if I say pan, 
sexual. The term actually means this specifically, not just this is what I think it should mean, right? I think that's where we, we struggle with nowadays in, as a uh, entirety, is not this is what it actually means, this is what I want it to mean. Urban dictionary, I guess, is, is what I need in, in a big picture. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sorry, I ranted. No, no, no. Good. And I went in like nine different directions. And like I was catching myself halfway and I was like, fuck, I'm going down (laughs) in a rabbit hole and I'm trying to back myself out, but I can't. God damn it. Like, ah, this rabbit hole is so deep. Like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do agree with it. And like, it's people misusing terms. Yes has become a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Because... How do you feel about blanket terms? Uh, I don't like them. Yeah. I'm, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And when somebody says, all blah believe this. Right. Nope. N- no. That, that's never happened. Never. Ever. That, <laughs> Not that once. Doesn't... Right? Peer pressure? definitely hurts that yeah. like those guys in waco who want to get behind a comment i will guarantee you not 100 percent believed it right i will guarantee one person got fucked over by peer pressure yep oh yeah absolutely yeah like it's the same kind of thing yeah it's it's, it's a there's a million things that lead people to misunderstanding there's no reason for it mm. they're, they're just they're lazy and they don't want to read about it <laughs> facts they, they don't want to do the research so this is one thing that I will I, I think we'll finish on this this actual question just because you can write something doesn't make it factual how do you distinguish um, a a bad author from a factual author. How do you, how do you figure that out? Uh, because I, Abraham wrote on the internet, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, the argument is at that point, what's an opinion and what can be proven? Sure. Um, a fact is something that can be measured. Okay, so how do you how do you measure a social situation? There are actual social scientists. Okay, okay. Um, and they delve very deeply into a statistical analysis mm-hmm. of cultural phenomena. That's actually something that can be measured. Right. An opinion is... An opinion is... I'm pansexual. I can have sex with everything. Sure. You're okay with wanting to have sex with everything. You can't actually have sex (laughs) with everything. Fair. It's an opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, that table is really difficult to have sex with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an opinion is 
it can have a fundamental basis. Okay. It can have a very sound fundamental basis. Mm-hmm. But it can't be measured. Opinions cannot be measured. The only issue that I have with that is polling. That's social science. There's a lot of silence because I'm processing. Um, Now, polling is very definitely a part of social science. Polling is also heavily opinion-based because it doesn't require fact to poll. Exactly. And... uh, because I mean, American Idol is right. Another problem I have with polling is is th- the mathematics themselves. Sure, like, sure. Because you're taking a super super small group. That exactly. not only that is just whether or not they answered the phone or whether or not they filled out the survey or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like the the sample size itself. Yeah, has a huge impact. Right. right. On the results. Right. So if I went to the middle of India and we were asking about Hinduism versus the middle of Kentucky asking about Hinduism. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm just going back to the polling of opinions, whether or not it can be measured. You can you can measure So how do you distinguish that? You can measure how many people have an opinion, but the opinion itself isn't factual. Okay. I can see that. And and that's the difference. It's interesting. I got to think on that one, man. That's fun. Yeah. That's that's a fun one. That's a tricky one. It is because like like I I I I'm I'm not good at social science, but I I respect the people who are good at it. Yeah. But at the same time there are so uh, politics is very much geared toward manipulating social science. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. It's all about changing opinion. Yeah, and like you said, like you can publish a poll, but you know, don't trust the poll. Right, marketing is read, what matters in that one. Read. Yeah. Read about the statistics of the poll itself before you make your decision yeah, on if it's a good poll or not. You know, it's one of those things that makes me laugh every time. Um, it, it was a bullshit joke. I don't remember who threw it out, but it's like, yeah, 74% of sticks are made up on the spot. They're like, oh, yeah? Like, completely. <laughs> like, you know, and that's kind of the entire right? thing. Exactly. You know, is that nobody cares about where the statistics come from, it's whether or not it's factual. Also doesn't really matter. You know, somebody said it once, it's it's fact at this point, right? Right. So was it published in a peer review article? <laughs> Good question. All right, man. So let's wrap this episode. Um often when we finish up these um, you know, um Oklahoma lives or any of that, we try to leave people with some kind of um outlooks things they've learned where they would you know what what they should take away from this episode what would you like people to take away from this one 
Um, don't use words you don't understand. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, on mine, I'm going to have to go with don't trust information uh, just because it's information. Is that information can be skewed. Oh, yeah. Uh, and most likely it probably it is. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks for coming out, man. It was fun. Absolutely. Glad I could finally make it out.